Grow Out Loud, the podcast for business owners looking for a better way in business and life. I'm Aideen Curtin and I'm here with Claire Gallagher. Hi Claire, how's it going? Hi Aideen, how are you? I'm good, I just realised I used our full names and you tend to say Aideen and Claire. Isn't it interesting? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, people don't know me as Claire Gallagher. I'm Claire Creative on my website yes. and all the social stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think? You know, I'm still Claire Gallagher. You know, it's not not true. <laughs> it's not not true. Um, so, Claire, today we're going to talk about the very simple um, and very difficult, also, mm. concept of ease, easy and obvious. Now. Um, like it seems like, oh yeah, of course, easy and obvious. Keep it simple, make it easy. It's the fucking hardest thing to do when you run a business, isn't it? It it really, really is. Like so, yeah. Why, easy why is it? Yeah. Why is it so hard? Because sim- simple and easy aren't the same thing. Mm-hmm. And easy, like I think, well, just to kind of frame it. It's like to make your offers easy and obvious, to make the way to sign up with you easy and obvious, to make, you know, to kind of, that, to bridge that gap between somebody finding out about you and becoming a client. If that's easy and obvious, I mean, it's, it's a really great path to getting to work with more people. Yeah. Um, to have your calls to action easy and obvious. That's like making it a total no-brainer that somebody's going to join your mailing list. But it's really hard because it's basically creative problem-solving and design. Because design is the function of a thing. And maybe, um, I think a bit of the curse of expertise, the curse of knowledge comes into it as well. Because you, as the expert, the service provider, the business owner, you know the depth and breadth of the service that you offer. You know the value of working with you and the results that you can help them to achieve but when somebody's passively browsing online they're not going to read a whole thesis of your theory of work and all of that kind of stuff so you have to kind of put it on the boil and bring it down and bring it down to its most essential thing that's also emotional that's also to the point there's all (laughs) so it has to be like this high impact i always think of like a like a gravy or a sauce or something that you reduce down and then like a little taste of it is like blows your mind. Um, so I think that's because easy and obvious is difficult because each word, each color, each thing that you choose there, it has to be highly meaningful to kind of shake people out of their passive state online. I'm not like saying like, oh, guys, you're so passive. I'm passive online as well because you're browsing, you're scrolling, you're kind of half tuned in. So I think it's difficult because easy and obvious means that you're representing so much meaning in a kind of a high impact thing. Yeah, and what, what I hear you saying in there as well is when people try to sell their process instead of the, mm. the, the final thing. And, you know, like we've talked about this before, like you don't sell websites. I don't sell photographs, yeah. you know, and, and we can really get it. And bec- like when you're in this forest of mm-hmm. all the incredible work that you do, it can be so easy to get really excited about that process. And, you know, and, and I've developed this and this is how we do it. But actually that's not what people are buying. They're buying the end end result. Like in the most simplistic terms, 
like if you think of like a massage therapist, <laughs> like they don't sell massages. They sell how you feel oh, as you're yeah. walking out of the salon that evening when you're at home with your family, the next couple of days. Like that's what a massage is. That's it's a great it's, example. Yeah, because like we've all been there. We've all done that. Like you're lying on the thing, you enjoy it. That's great. But actually what a massage therapist sells is well-being. Mm. It's relationship health, you know. <laughs> it's, um, it's pain uh, treatment you know, it's, it's the, the days and or weeks after the treatment that they're selling. And that's like, as any business owner, you know, that's what we have to remember. We're not selling the service we provide. We're selling what that does for the person who buys it from us. The results. Yeah. Mm. So my, my husband told me, uh, my husband, who's a sales guy, um, sales guy, like he's, he sells things. He works. <laughs> he's Dell boy. No, um, he's, he works in so he, he's worked in like the software tech space for years, but always in the sales kind of area of that. And he told me one thing that was it really stuck in my mind. Um, over the years, it's like you sell on the outcome, but you sign on the details. So somebody's really kind of yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get into this. Here's what the actual process is going to look like. So when somebody's already convinced of buying or opting in, um, it's, it's that kind of the thing that you will achieve or become or the transformation that you will see rather than first we'll meet for a discovery call and then I will send you a questionnaire. That's not going to set anybody's world on fire. <laughs> but so the outcome true. is the thing yeah. that people want. Yeah, like absolutely. Like, you know, and we've talked about it before recently enough as well, I feel. But like I have, you know, I have like a, a process that I take my clients through before I shoot. I don't tell them about that until they're like, okay, yeah, so how does it work? Or it gets to that point in the conversation where it's like, okay, this is what we could do and this is how it will work. I do have a process in place, but that's, yeah, like that's the, the details. It's the reassurance, I suppose, that, you know, there's something behind this. Yeah. But the behind this is not the, the selling part. The, the, that should be always behind. Yeah, the, the, the easy and obvious aspect of it is not this really well thought out developed over years tested and retested process um because that's too complicated concept to to grasp because as the service provider you've been working on it for years and learning from the experiences that you've had so like the process itself when adian when you did my photographs the process was this really like surprising and delightful moment and I think that's, this is something that they talk about in the design and tech world as well, as well like surprise and delight. Um, sorry, I'm just turning the sound off my phone. Um, surprise and delight is this kind of great kind of customer experience kind of little mantra. So they've already signed up. Maybe they've already paid. If you can be surprising and delightful, they're like so happy with their decision. <laughs> and then the rest of the process kind of, can kind of get energy from that, that, that good vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah it, it's confirmation of I've made a good decision. Mm. I like, think that's more important than people yeah, realize. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so the e easy and obvious upfront process, then the back. Mm -hmm. Keep it, think of it 
in in the the mullet terms keep it short short easy and obvious short and simple at the front leave leave all the detail at the back and um, <laughs> interestingly that's, tar- that's just like the the visual the visual um interestingly um like when we we talked about this and started like okay yeah let's talk about this idea of the concept of easy and obvious what also came to my mind was how as business owners we make it so bloody hard for ourselves mm. and we lose ourselves we get bogged down in the details of things so this is exactly what we were just saying before we started like you're very much like you know your um website workout series that you're doing at the moment it's very much around like the practical applications like the things that you need to do to make your website a lead generator and then versus the sort of the the workshop that I did yesterday and the course that I'm um starting at the start of June or the 8th of June um which is reframe and that's more about kind of the mindset of stuff so it's interesting it's nice to see how like our um i suppose our approaches to what we do there's there's that kind of um balance there of like there's the practical and then there is the mindset and we both have both of them but we lean i think yeah. we we each lean a slightly different way which i think is very cool but um but yeah i think the mindset thing around like making work hard for ourselves making work bigger than it needs to be you know turning like a small to-do list into a task like a a task a mountain of tasks that needs to be climbed Mm -hmm. when actually you know if if we can take that list and go for the stuff that's obvious you know like with the the workshop that I did yesterday so that was kind of around the three like key things that I think people really need to consider as we reopen businesses. So obviously we've talked about this. You stayed in business. You're really busy at the moment. See, I'm sitting at home waiting for people to get their hair done. <laughs> so waiting I to can, be released. <laughs> so I can take their photos. Yeah. But you know, so the, the, the things around like kind of the mindset and how things aren't changing. But anyway, my point being, I did the workshop yesterday and at the end of that, um, I made the offer for the course that I'm starting in June and I kind of considered okay will I build a sales page or will I not and you know what I didn't mm-hmm. and so then I said no I'll go to Stripe and I'll make just some little buttons so that people can buy and I got into Stripe and then I was like I, co- I know I can figure this out but I know it's going to take me hours what else can I do so I went to my Acuity scheduling account Love acuity. Uh, yeah, Love it. you can sell products and subscription packages. Yeah, and I went right. That's what I'll do. So literally, the people who signed up, they went, <laughs> they clicked a link that took them to pay, and that was it. And it was just on my scheduling page. They could pay in full. They could pay the two hundred euros in one go, or they could pay fifty euros a week for four weeks. It costs me for them to pay the subscription. Like I think. Yeah. It's- <laughs> they take like 2% or something. It's more expensive. The subscriptions are more expensive. Than yeah. And I went, you know what? But like, let's just keep it easy. Like for the hassle that it saves you. Mm. Exactly. And I'm really like, especially now I'm, I'm really against making it cost more 
just because you don't have the money right now. To, yeah, no. You know, like, and, and especially now, but I, like, that's always like, like, I never, I never charge extra for a payment plan or anything like that. I just, I feel like it's, it's exploiting, you know, if somebody wants to do the work and they don't have the money, that they shouldn't be punished for that, nor should people be rewarded just because they happen to have access to more cash. It's, it's also a strategic thing, like to just put urgency into it, put urgency so they're like, oh, I'm going to give you a lot of money like immediately. So blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that, again, going back to surprise and delight and the, the customer experience, I think that that puts pressure on people and they panic and money is one of the most stressful things anyway. Mm-hmm. And like having to miss out on a discount just because you haven't got a lump of cash under your mattress. Um, I think it's, I think for both you and I, it's like it's not on brand to, to use urgency strategy. I don't think that's, that's like not our vibe at all. And like, no, and interestingly, yeah. I'm going to be really, um, really vulnerable, honest. Uh, I did it yesterday in the workshop and I oh. said, oh, like, because I was pricing the course at 300 euros. And I was like, you know, if you sign up by two o'clock today, you get 100 euros off. And then yesterday afternoon, I kind of went... Why did I do that? I know. I don't want to sell it for 300 euros, actually. 200 euros feels good. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm like, ah, there, there's, that's interesting. And interesting that you say that. Also a bargain as well for any yes. advice that's coming out of you. Like, that's a bargain. I do, I do agree with you, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, that compliment. I think it's a Take damn good deal. Put it in your pocket. I keep you're going you're gonna to change lives in this group program. Yeah, I think it's exciting. It's exciting. But the point is, I could have spent, like if I'd gone in to make a sales page and, you know, you and I built my website together many moons ago. Yeah, it's um, ages now. It's the most easy website to update. You know, I say like it's Divi. I just, I download a new Divi layout. Actually, yeah. I have the ones I really like now. It wouldn't have taken me that long, but it would have taken a couple of hours you know and now I feel like after the workshop is done now I'm almost in a better place to do that kind of sales page thing because I'm obviously still promoting the course it doesn't start Mm -hmm. for another week and a half or whatever um but you know it's just that thing of like okay what's the and it's not about it's not about doing the bare minimum yeah that's not what it is but it's about making things you know, it's about using your energy in the right way. Yeah. You know, and like, it, that, it's not about, it's not about making, like, easy is not about, like, it's not about copping out. It's actually harder work, probably a lot of the time, like, especially when you're talking about the front end of your business, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that kind of distillation process or that reduction process that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not easy work but the making things easy, it's an investment at the beginning and it pays off over time then. Yeah. There's, there's like, there's, there's two sides of it as well. Um, there's easy and obvious from, in terms of like what you create that is front facing in your business. And there's also like what you're getting into there is like, you're talking about, I didn't really need a sales page. So I knew I have the, I have the kind of the awareness that, 
again, of, if we talk about busy work, like every single episode, I think, but it's like it was slipping into busy work. Yeah. <laughs> slipping into busy work is so easy to do because you see examples of how other people are doing it and you want to kind of look as successful. You want to give the impression that I got it all figured out. But I think we're both good at kind of just, well, we got better over the years of um, just chopping out unnecessary stuff as long as we get the job done in a way that serves people in the right way you don't need to kind of go over the top with things so like the example this like this it's a perfect example like your landing page thing you're going directly to the like directness is the key to this so if somebody has a button to click to pay you if you've already convinced them that this is what they want you just need that button to work yeah. You don't need it to be frilly and have an animation or anything. It just needs to work. That's well, that's the thing. And that's a really, um, it's a really big distinction to make. You know, I mean, for yesterday, straight out of the workshop, a, um, a sales page wasn't necessary. Yeah. But now that, that's my next task. In After. This. Yeah. Exactly. Now I build the sales page. Now I, as I'm promoting it over the next week or so, that's when I start talking, you know, that it has to be more fleshed out. But the workshop was essentially kind of telling people, you know, these are the things that I believe that are really important right now. And by the way, if you need more help with that, mm-hmm. I'm here and this is how I want to help you. So I think, you know, it's not, um, it's not that you don't need a sales page. <laughs> well, they're always good to have. But exactly, exactly. But it's, you know, the pressure of time. Exactly. And it's when it's the right, uh, the right time and that conservation of energy as well. Like, and I think now, again, you know, when there's just like, there's such a, a mental and emotional and, and physical load on people, you know, like where your energy, where you spend your energy, like it's a professional responsibility mm. to your clients that you can serve your energy so that when you're working with them, you're giving them your best energy. This is it, yeah. You know, instead of wasting it on that busy work that, you know, actually you're, you're keeping that mental and physical energy for the work that's important, like the meaningful work, rather than the, oh, but I can do this. <laughs> you know, and, and, like, and we know this because we've both been there. Oh, like I both continue to be there. I often fall down that hole. Yes, yes. As well, I yeah. often do. Um, it's it's something that I have to kind of like the 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 reason that one of the reasons that I did my website workout series is because I wanted to show up for people who are in lockdown and maybe are like, well, now's the time to work on my website, but I have homeschooling and work to do and this all of this kind of stuff so I thought like if somebody can spend 20 minutes once a week to do something that is meaningful rather than trying to reinvent everything for the sake of it um, that's why I created that series so that it would be not busy it's like the anti-busy work um, and the if, if you watch the series <laughs> this is like if you watch the series if you watch the series of these videos it's not about getting in and tweaking this, that, or the other. It's about going in and noticing how this page feels, 
so that you take a bit of distance from, I want this button to be animated or purple or something, because that stuff doesn't make a blind bit of difference for somebody thinking about working with you. Um, so like the, the, like in a way I wanted to, uh, my website workouts to be, um, so that it sounds really abstract. If you don't know what that is, it's like little short videos on IGTV on Instagram. Um, and they're like 10 minutes to kind of understand a good change that you could make to your website in order to make it more likely that people will want to work with you or sign up to work with you or whatever. Um, but the purpose of that was that editing your website becomes a little bit more obvious and a little bit less stressful. And there's an, there's an awful temptation to kind of get in and just reinvent stuff for the sake of it because you've had an idea. Oh, you're frozen there. Hang on. No. Mm -hmm. oh yeah you're all right um it's it's very tempting to get in and reinvent and change designs and fonts and wording but it's like you're you're just polishing something that's already polished mm -hmm. and it, it, it doesn't make a difference like sometimes when i work with somebody um especially when they're creative people the ideas keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and that's fantastic but like idea generation has a place in a project and that's at the beginning and then it becomes all about implementing and it's not the most sexy thing because you're getting into technical stuff and um like sticking with an idea and like you have to say stop to ideas because then it becomes less obvious because it becomes confusing when there are too many ideas yeah again going interesting. Back, yeah. i'm listening to you and i'm thinking ah i'm not that person like I said to you in our little chat before we started recording, I haven't updated my web, like I haven't <laughs> blogged in a year and a half. I haven't updated my site really. I've added pages, but like the homepage hasn't changed in a long time. But as I'm listening to you, I'm going, why, why am I, like, do I not have ideas? I do have ideas. You did spend a lot of time tweaking I your did. website. <laughs> but I haven't in a long time. But, but that's a long time ago. But yeah, but I think it's the design training. Like I'm an interior and furniture designer yeah. by training. So like, as you were speaking there, I'm thinking of like the mood boards, the sketches, the iterations, and eventually you get to a point where it's like, okay, this, this Time is what act. gets yeah. made. And yeah. obviously you as a graphic designer by training, you have, you go like that design process. Like it, it's, it, we didn't know we were learning that <laughs> when we were in college. Nobody spoke about the design process then in, in those terms, but that's exactly what we were learning to do ideate and iterate at the beginning until you get to a point where like this is what gets made now let's make it like mm. that measure twice cut once kind of thing isn't it that's a good metaphor measure twice cut once that i think it's like it, that it, we talked a little bit about creative process in the last one as well didn't we mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but i think it, point. The, the difference between um somebody who's a service provider and has a certain process like I, th I think there's a lot of like you see a lot of like graphic designer websites and designer websites that are criticizing clients for just wanting the logo to be bigger and i think that's okay fair enough you're a designer you have certain visual tastes and things like that but in a way it's unfair because your designer your design client the person who is paying you for your services they're not designers <laughs> they're paying you money to guide them in that process and they're paying you money to to use your process and guide them through to get the results i've kind of lost my thread here yeah but the design process it is that like a um, 
there is a time for ideation, there is a time for brainstorming. And then I think with design and business, there's a time to just get stuff done and produced mm -hmm. and out there and get all the way to the finish line and then go back to the start and go through it all over again. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, is, it is kind of, there's a part of it that is not super obvious, but the implementation is the key to like really making meaningful changes. Like the implementation is um, taking everything that you've thought of and all of the ideas that you've had and making them real like making them like a clickable button or a thing that somebody can buy. But if you keep cutting and changing the, the idea at the, at the base of it, you're really going to get stuck in busy work because you'll start something. And because it's less exciting work, you're going to go, oh, I'm going to go back to the idea stage, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is, this is why I think messaging and well, I, I specifically talk about websites, but um, I think websites become like a Frankenstein's monster sometimes if you don't have a good vision or good guidance in the project yeah. um, because you'll implement 50 different things and finish none of them fully. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then, easily done. Yeah. And then it's not easy for the person to interact with you mm. and your website and your brand. It's not obvious what you do. And so it's discomfort. It's uncomfortable. So they, they just click away. You know, yeah. that's like, it is so easy now to just click away. Click away. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I go, you know, <laughs> I go. And, and, and because we can't be face to face with people. There's no, oh no, wait, come back. Like they're yeah. gone. Mm. If it's not, if it's not obvious what you do and it's not easy to understand and it's not easy to contact you and it's not easy to buy from you, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, we, we just talked about that earlier. Like I still, make that mistake we all do yeah I mean, exactly. we talk about it um, yeah. theoretically here but we all yeah. do it yeah like we're not we're not we're not sitting here on any friggin pedestals like well i'm on my high horse where's yours <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's down the country i can't can't get to him yet having a craze um, exactly but you know like that's what i love about these conversations that we have like we're talking to ourselves as much yeah. as you the lovely listener um, a lot of the time you know and there are things that that we've learned but that we have to keep learning like this thing in the busy work yeah. I have to keep learning it and you know and and when we come back to the easy and obvious that's part of that for me as well like what are the things that you need to do every day or every week mm. that are going to make you money they yeah. are the obvious things that you do because your business it may start as a labor of love it may start as your other child <laughs> but the reality is if it's not paying you it's not a business yeah. and if it's not giving you the time to spend with your family and with your friends even though that might be on zoom at the moment then what's the point or time with yourself exactly. I miss yes. that so much I, know. I can imagine I can imagine oh god um, but you know, like so, so doing the things that are obviously going to push your business forward, instead of the the easy thing, which is to hide behind the business and oh, I can just play around with this thing here, and I can, you know, 
That is yeah. so true. I, I catch myself at it. Whenever I do work on my own website, it's like it's a rare treat to actually work on my own website. Um, there'll be things and ideas that have been brewing for such a long time. And I'll catch myself uh, like moving a text block around. And like it's meaningful only to me. Yeah. It's meaningful and only, only in the moment, only in the moment that you're doing it, you're not going to go back to that three weeks later and go, I love the way I moved that text block. That just, just makes so much more sense now emotionally yeah. that it's a little like a 50 pixel margin and not a 30 pixel margin. Shut up, Claire. <laughs> but do, you know, do you know what actually really helped me to, um, to change my site in a more effective way is having images that you made. Because yeah. you, have, you always have that sense of like, um, uh, like your, your specific angle is not, not just like, let's just take a picture of Claire, but how does Claire want to be seen by her clients? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to hire you again because I have a humongous amount of hair now. I know. I'm looking, I'm actually, I didn't say anything before we started recording. It's gotten so long. It's gorgeous. It's too warm. I need to kind of. Yeah bring it yeah. up off my head but yeah I need to get my pictures done again because I've got long hair now but the, the the fact of like having like a folder on my computer of images that I'm like okay I'm doing a sales page I don't spend an hour and a half on unsplash and pexels trying to find a stock image that's not too stocky and it kind of has the right feeling I'm just kind of picture putting a picture of one of the images that you created and it's all of me which is important when you're like a service-based business and it just becomes, I feel a bit cheesy. Like we keep saying easy and obvious, but it becomes easy to find an image and it becomes obvious that of course it's going to be an image yeah. that is on brand. Um, but having that little kind of prep prepared file of like different formatted images for different things, it's just like, I'm so glad that I have that sometimes because image searching, like when people are looking for images for their website, this is probably not a problem that you experience because you've got all of your own images. But if you don't, if you haven't had the chance to get, like a, get your photographs taken or if that's out of budget for you at the minute, searching for images can be such a time suck. Like it can be a vacuum of time that you're like, even though these images are free and you can have as many of them as you want and use them whatever way you want, it's like that there's almost confusion from all of the choice and oh it's like image searching i always send people off to, i always send people off to find images for their website if they haven't got their own images yet and i said okay put it do the pomodoro method on this you set a timer for 25 minutes when it goes off you stop searching <laughs> yeah. you stop you stop searching for these images and it makes you more decisive Absolutely. i say like okay i found an image but i'll just keep scrolling yeah. for two hours yeah because you do you go oh, but maybe there's something else and actually on that point of photographs um on my instagram for the last while as i was kind of promoting the workshop mm. i pulled out like i had another shoot done there in february mostly because i got new glasses oh, <laughs> my, hair, my hair hasn't really changed but i was like i really need to i think like the glasses are such a they're such a look that it's i, I need <laughs> yeah and um and so I, like i we did the shoot in february and i suppose i probably got the the photos back kind of like late february early march or whatever and then of course the whole situation happened etc things happened and yeah. so I, I didn't really i hadn't really got a place to use them i put them in my newsletter and stuff um as a photographer um you know it is 
useful for me. I have a huge amount of content. I can share the work that I make with my clients. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you now, the photos that I share of myself get far more interaction, far more comments, far more likes, far more shares than the images. Like, and the, the caption, like, it, they're, they're still going to be well considered. Mm -hmm. But if the caption, if I use the same caption with a photo of me and a photo that I've made of somebody else, guaranteed the photo of me is going to do far better in terms of interaction. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, as a service business, you need photos of yourself. So obviously I use photos of myself. Uh, no, not obviously. Yeah. It's harder to, <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder though. Yeah. yeah. Those it photographs. Is. So that set of photographs of you is gorgeous for a start. I mean, yeah. um, but I think it's also, it's not just that it is a photograph of you and you look great and the photographs are really well done. I think you also do the work in between. I mean, you're always sharing very like insightful and like emotional, emotionally tangible kind of content as well. So like people are kind of reading it and nodding it and, and yeah. going like, yeah, that's it. That's it. But maybe they only take action when they see your face. Yeah. And the work in between. Yeah. And there's definitely, it's probably easier for me because I have, I have ownership of my own image. Yeah. So it's easier for me to share those deeper things, you know, like mm. it, it, I would often, you know, want to post a picture of a client, but I can't really, I can't really speak of, of my own um, point of view. I can't put that on her face almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. What but you there's mean. a little bit of that, but um. But yeah, like the obvious thing is to, to show your face and show up and, but it's not the easy thing. It's not <laughs> A lot easy. of the time either, you know, like, so, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, it's really, it's been, but it's been interesting just watching my own interaction over the last little while. It's like, ah, okay. Yeah. And even like from that set of photos, I used like just a photo of my camera and some books from the same sheet that Eva had done. Again, not as much interaction. Mm -hmm. even though the caption was written at the same time that I would have wrote a bunch of other ones mm -hmm. so yeah it's um yeah it's it's just interesting like at, at what I would have thought would be obvious would be for me to share photos of my clients but actually what's obvious is for me to share photos of me oh that's a good that's another good kind of area of things being obvious is assumptions yes it's the assumption side of things. This, this is something I talk about a lot when I work with people. It's again, it goes back to the curse of expertise, the curse of knowledge. You know your thing inside out. You're trying to communicate it in a way that other people get. So, like, I have a couple of um, uh, examples of like people being an absolute expert in a certain uh, thing, and they're great at doing their jobs, but communicating about that, they're using the technical terms that they use on a daily basis for the client facing website so like somebody who's really in like like selling really elaborate financial advice they're using industry terms and the assumption is that oh yeah my clients they understand this and it's an assumption that this is obvious to them and it's it's a very kind of i kind of have to get in there and go like uh i get my jargon alert <laughs> my jargon alert is on high um like noticing things um, that to the expert who is the service provider creating a communication, um, they think it's obvious, but it's actually an assumption that anybody else gets this term outside of their industry. 
So that's like, assumptions come into that as well. Like, oh, I assume that somebody's going to read this paragraph of text so that they'll click this button. But you have to kind of question all of those assumptions. Absolutely. And, and we also make assumptions, you know, like even if you're not in an industry that's jargon heavy, yeah, we can still make assumptions that people know how things work or what we're doing. It, to tie in two of the things I was talking about earlier, as an interior design studi- student, I went for a massage once and it was coming up, I think it was just after like a really big project and my, the calves, my calves were like rock because you'd be like printing stuff out and it was a very like nail biting time, you know, kind of to the end of a project because you're oh, on a deadline I remember it well. and technology is always failing you and all this kind of stuff. So I go for the massage. If you, haven't, if you haven't shouted at a printer, you haven't been a design student. No. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, yeah, nail biting. Yeah, so, so I go for this massage and the massage therapist, you know, I'm telling her I'm studying interior design and blah, blah. And I can't, like, I mean, it was so long ago now. I can't remember exactly. But she was like, oh, and you must study, like, you know, like a couple of things. And I was like, how does she, how does she even think about that? You know, I was like, yeah, but like, I, I, I'm so surprised that, that would cross your mind. And she said, yeah, well, people just assume that I just spent a few weeks learning how to do massages. I understand biology. I understand physiology. Mm-hmm. I've had to do a huge amount of study to be here in this room. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, so even though like, you know, I mean, interior design and massage, they're not exactly jargon heavy industries, but yet we could make assumptions and, you know, that people understand what we do. And then we can kind of, you know, we can show each, like we showed each other that we didn't, like, you know, so I think it's just, it's interesting how, you know, we can make assumptions like, you know, the thing that people say, oh, you must have a really good camera as well. You know, (laughs) like, I mean, that's, that's kind of, it's a different thing, but it's along the same lines of, you know, we assume that other people's work when we don't understand it is easier. And we also assume that people understand the work that we do and they understand the work that goes into it yeah actually because you understand it yourself yeah yeah but the thing is we tend to kind of um underestimate i suppose the work that other people do so and and we because we don't have time to think about it yeah so you know like let people into your world let them understand what it is that you do but don't understand your process there's another part of that as well um so we're talking about like the assumptions that we can make about what other people will understand about the services that we provide and everything like that. We have to be careful about jargon. We don't want to use too much industry jargon to confuse people, but we don't want to treat people like idiots either. I mean, you've got to give some people credit as you like your example of your your massage therapist. Um, To kind of have that understanding, and that all comes back around into having your niche kind of figured out so that you understand, um, you when you have your niche very figured out and you understand deeply who these people are and how they talk and what are the limits of their understanding in terms of what you do. Um, I think knowing your niche, knowing your client, do I always just end up talking about knowing your client? Um, When you niche down um, to a specific audience, um, you have much more freedom to speak freely, to communicate more freely, because you can make assumptions because you know, your assumptions are based on knowing a kind of group of people really well. Yeah, and this and is why like you- And having an audience. And having an audience. This Building is you, that relationship. Like, 
when, when you do your mentoring, you talk to photographers, but also creative service businesses and service-based businesses. But when a photographer comes across what you, you're offering, it's like, ah, oh, she's talking specifically to photographers, this is me. And then it gives you freedom to kind of uh, speak a certain technical language that you wouldn't necessarily have the freedom to do if you weren't like, you know, focused on a certain niche. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are just, there are things that are um, kind of unwritten, like the things that we've all learned along the way mm. and things that we want to, topics that we're aware of, I suppose. But yeah. And then like, and having an audience and building an audience, like, even with your website workout series, mm -hmm. you know, that you're kind of building on things. So the language that you use, like we used to talk in TEFL about um, narrow learning. Yeah. You know, so that when a student's language was um, advanced enough that they would embark on kind of more narrow learning into their own areas of interest. So they, they would really develop their vocabulary around that. So that's kind of, it's similar in a way, but like, you know, as you're building, as you're watching, so we're watching your videos, you know, because it's, it's not, it's not repetitive in the work or in the message, but the language that, you know, it becomes that, you know, it becomes easy and, you know, it becomes normal, I suppose, and it becomes easy to yeah. understand. Yeah, there we go. Will we, will we knock it up? Knock it up? Knock it out. Knock it well. <laughs> Excuse me. Buy me dinner know. first, Aideen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what I was trying. Knock it off. Knock, knock it, it off. off. Wrap it up and knock <laughs> yeah. it off. Okay, there you go. We got there. Um, that sounds like a good plan. Aideen, tell us where we can find you online. Come find me on Instagram. That's where I'm playing these days. As I've mentioned in this website, my or in this podcast, my, <laughs> I don't even know, girl. I do. My website um, is it's Firechild Photography. It doesn't get a huge amount of attention at the moment, but that's because it's more or less done. So it's firechildphotography.com. My Instagram is at firechildphotography. And where can we find you, Claire? Creative. Well, well, we keep talking about our website, my website workout thing. Um, you can follow the hashtag my website workout, and you, then you'll see all of the the related videos pop up. And my Instagram is clairecreative underscore com. And my personally own, fairly unloved website is clairecreative.com. But, you know, it's all there. It's all done. No need for tweaks. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I think, yeah, let's go. I'm going to go and have a nap. And oh, I'd go. I'm just stepping in. Cold water. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and I'm looking to chat. Bye.